0: Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys.
1: Welcome to Red Storm Chasers. I'm Vincent here with Craig, Tim, and Nick. On this episode, we'll interview former St. John's guard, Phil Green. We'll talk a little bit about the recruiting from this summer. Guys, how have you been?
2: I've been good. I've been good. Big news in my world Um, I'm going to be a father in February. So, right during the middle of St. John's season, some great news for me. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you.
1: I knew that before coming on this podcast, but oh, congratulations, you all again. did. But all did. That's okay. So, uh, Tim, what have you been up to?
3: Well, for the summer, it was uh, nice and quiet. My uh, my wife got to stay home in the summer, which was great for her. No uh, extra teaching it during the summer, as she is a teacher for the kids with uh, kids with autism, uh, third through fifth. So it was a very good summer for her rebound. And then we got to. Have my my little girl go to preschool this year. Exciting times. Yeah. uh, It's great to see her go. She's starting to have a blast there. Uh, I also jumped on the I on the Storm podcast with me, uh, Pat from Red Storm Rapid Reaction, and Dave, the host of Eye on the Storm. We did a little recap there of um, a little roundtable where we talked about where we felt the season was going to be going.
1: Yeah, it was, it was good. I thought it was a really interesting roundtable. I thought, you know, it was cool to get the podcast together. And, uh, you know, shout out to those guys. And, and you know, hopefully we can, uh, you know, do some more of that in the future.
4: Yeah, it was great listening to them. It was nice nice to get a little dose of St. John's basketball in uh, late September. What have you been up to, Nick? Uh, nothing much. I mean, since probably the last time I've finished taking the bar exam, started working, went to California, so epic fun fun to finish the bar exam fun to go to california and it's good. kind of fun to start working honestly there
1: you go all righty so for tonight my question for you guys is what is your favorite scary movie strangers all right tim right off the bat strangers strangers is a good one strangers messing with your mind for a while uh, hard to
2: stay at home by yourself
3: after watching it.
1: Based on true events, not necessarily true specific events, but yes. kind of a concept. Or which is
3: just took the crime scene and they're like, yeah, that's probably what happened. That's, that's it. Right? And, and they extrapolated from it.
1: it you know, what though, it makes a lot of sense and it is pretty scary. If you haven't seen it, you know, uh, we won't give any way information. But uh, it is, it's been out for such a long time. Most people have probably seen it who like scary movies. If you don't like scary movies, obviously you have not. Uh, but really worth a watch. Very creepy, uh, you know, stuck inside of a house in the middle of the woods kind of thing. Uh, going on there, yeah. Liv Tyler in it,
3: she was yeah. good. Made made those uh, porcelain doll masks creepier before The yeah. Purge.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, purge I'm, also a good movie, by the way. Yes, I'm gonna
2: give you two. I'm gonna give you the breaking rules. Move.
3: Breaking rules, come on. I'm gonna
2: give you two. I'm gonna.
1: Craig give you a, never follows the rules.
2: Craig's like rules. rules. Hmm.
3: I'm not in i don't have a favorite. A I like multiple I'm options. Wrong. I'm a first child. I can do whatever I
1: want. Craig has no um, ability to make a decision. <laughs> that's why. That's When Craig goes to a restaurant, he panics when the waiter comes <laughs> yeah, because it. he's afraid about ordering the wrong food. He orders something and immediately regrets it. Immediately <laughs> wants to pick the thing he didn't order. <laughs> to be the honest with you, that's he's not a joke. That's not a joke at all. That's 100 true. No,
3: that's not a joke. This is my life. He picks it. I'm. I'm He picks it in a question format, like Ron Burgundy. No, I'll have do. the
2: steak? So yeah. He's hoping sure. the waiter will bail him out I'm and usually, like pick the deal pick I'm, the deal for I'm him. I'm usually <laughs> hoping there's somebody there with me that I can split with because I don't want to actually make a decision. Well, that's fair. Um but anyway, going back to Give what us I was your saying, two. The two the, the scariest movie I think I've ever seen is fourth kind. Definitely um, terrifying. Honestly, definitely horrifying. Slept with the lights on for the whole night. I you know They do a very good job absolutely. of making
1: non real footage appear real footage. So yeah, absolutely, they do a great yeah. job they of do that. Great job. It, it, is, um, it is very terrifying. You know that you you've, now that even that I've said that, if you haven't seen it, you'll still be scared. It's, it's when terrifying. you see it. it, it is it's terrifying. terrifying. It,
3: it will also confuse you because it's kind of a th- There is real footage in there. Yeah, it's mixed, mixed in. in. It's
1: kind of a it's kind of a specific scary right. That's an that's a it's that's an different. alien scary. It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a movie about aliens, so it's a fear of alien type movie Spoiler. more so than like strangers. What it's about aliens? It d- <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know the fourth kind is that doesn't make sense. No, nah, I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Alien encounters of the third kind, close encounters of the third kind, literally about aliens. All right, like I know, one of the most know, famous know, movies of all time. Dude. Okay, clown. Still uh, still uh, so unlike <laughs> <on>, <laughs> the strangers, the strangers is, is a very like horror. Kind of like your typical, not slasher, but almost. Yeah, close. Uh, you know, kind of scary movie. Whereas the fourth kind is very specific. Well, the stranger, theoretic- the could the-
3: theoretically happen to anybody, right? That's it's, why. It, that's it, what I'm it, saying. It's a different it, kind of The fourth kind is
1: terrifying. I'm not to get away from it. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. it's a. And it's a bit of different.
3: It, it could also happen to anyone in Anchorage, Alaska, too. That's true. No, 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 That's why.
2: The the other one I was gonna say was I gotta give, I have to give a shout out to the Halloween. Series because I love watching Michael Myers. Michael Myers, oh, Myers oh, class. Uh, just because quality. It's not necessarily scary. It's a slasher film. It's it's it, but it. It I doesn't appreciate show. it around Halloween time. I liked watching it on Halloween. It,
4: it just... It's just good. That's why I wanted to Remember one. when it, it, they came out with that, like, that is, second it, one that was like the weird... like You put third, on the mask. The third, third one. Third that's where one. you put the, on the masks and then like it... You know, the third one
2: was trans- like the unsanctioned the, one. The, just the, the one that has nothing yeah, yeah. to do with the all The, season, the other exactly. ones. It's called The Season of the Witch. Yeah. Ex- that one
1: wasn't great. But no, Halloween, the original one, is classic. And it really does put you in the mood for Halloween. I know that's kind of silly, but... I like watching it. Watching... Slasher movies are interesting, right? Like, they're not... They are I prefer older slasher movies to current slasher movies. Current slasher movies can be too gory. Whereas the old ones I feel have like the proper amount, right? Like, you know, it's, it's not over the top. It's not exaggerated. I mean, it's certainly exaggerated, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's like extremely realistic, which I think makes it better in in a sense, you know, uh, which is why I I do enjoy slasher films like that. Classic. Was
3: Busta Rhymes in one of the Halloween? Yeah, he was Halloween H2O. 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 Yeah. (laughs)
2: 20 Uh, years later.
3: That's it. That was a good one. Which one's the one in space? Jason. That was, That's Jason. That was Friday oh, that the 13th. Was Friday 13th. That's Friday the 13th. Jason X, I think Jason it was. X. Jason X. Okay. Yeah. That's one. So Freddy Krueger. Also,
2: lo- also, shout out Freddy Krueger. They're, they're the three. Jason X, the, oh, lo- yeah. the lowest of the three flashes.
3: I got to say, out. I, so uh, I end up watching other, um, other Friday the 13th movies without watching the original. And then I watched the original. I was like, the Mother? <laughs> See,
1: so I, I actually think the original only, Friday, I've, yeah, I've Friday the 13th is the best. Yeah, Friday the 13th. Of the three, I think Halloween is the best. Freddy Krueger is certainly the scariest of the three. I think Freddy Krueger is the best
2: fresh yeah. t- villain of the three of them. But but definitely, definitely
1: because he's yeah. he's 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 the only Un- one that's kind of like Yeah. He's gotta and, go sleep. And, you got go to you got to right? Like right. Yeah, Michael yeah. Myers is, is really a guy in a mask. Now he's superhuman or whatever, subhuman sure. Or whatever. Sure, and yeah. same same goes for Jason whereas uh, Freddy Krueger is really not human at one point was, but uh, very, I, I you know classics, Halloween classics. I, I like all classics movie in general. I like Halloween classics. What do you got, Nick?
4: What's your favorite? So, I'm um, I'm gonna go. I don't know if it's exactly my favorite, but the one that that stuck out to me when you said the question. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with the Unborn.
1: Uh, uh, Unborn is a good is one. Not a, a not a good not one. a
4: lot of people. It's very underrated. I wouldn't say
1: it was high rated, so not a lot of people may have seen that one. The Unborn, I thought was particularly good. They do a very good job of playing on the twins, yeah. uh, you know, creepiness of twins in a
4: sense. Okay, no, um, now I remember that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's, uh, it's th- it is a... it's also paranormal too. Real,
1: f- f- real freaky moments. Paranormal for they sure. Do.
4: Yeah, there's some uh there's some parts that are, are a little spine chilling when they're like it's like it's like you know, things or, or beings or animals doing movements with their bodies they're not supposed to. Well that that's always that's creepy. Freaky. That's that's like the you know what I mean. That's like the key in but paranormal movies. was it was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine Yeah. was I remember it because we got it on Blu-ray. Ah. And that's why that's why I remember this. And then we watch it and it was like Really good quality of like the the body <laughs> deforming when there. it
2: started. We were wild in the streets by then on Blu-ray. No, I mean, well, it there was, it is right there. Uh, we we're, we're in a room with our uh, d- yeah. with the old yeah, DVD collection, old DVD. and
1: there it is. Actually, it is right there. Oh, shit! Good call, Nick. Um,
4: unrated. Well, also shout out yes. up. Uh, how about Paranormal oh, that, Activity I think that's the only Two way and they Three?
1: So the Paranormal Activities they they don't they get a lot of crap. Like a lot of people are like, ah, they're a waste. First of all, I read an article that the first the original Paranormal Activity, the guy made for like
3: was like 17,000. $17,000. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the now, highest grossing. Now, right? now,
1: hold on though. So so he went to the studio and the studio did did spend a little more money to revamp it, but not that much and it's still one of the highest. It's maybe the, I think it's the highest grossing horror movie of all time because it it didn't cost any money to make. He shot it in his house. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, is I pretty think it wild. was like
3: Sony hand cams he was filming yeah. on. Mm-hmm. It, was just, yeah. it was wild.
1: But apparently, see, the horror movies, you have to go in with the mindset of you're watching a horror movie, right? So, like, people are like, oh, this is so unrealistic. Well, yeah, it's a horror movie. Of
4: course it's unrealistic. Right. Like,
1: okay, yeah. yeah. But if you're going to
4: watch a rom-com and think it's all going to be this, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like... It doesn't always happen. Know, like, it's, 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 like yeah. going to,
1: it's like going to see, you know, Lord of the Rings and be like, there's no dragons. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, yeah, of course. Right. Like,
1: yeah, okay, yeah, no duh. I yeah. mean... Well, also the also
3: 2 and 3 connected stuff to 1 and it was very well yes, done. Those, yes. To me for like, sure yeah. the, the remember, lore of it is very deep and interesting. Frankly, three I 3 is watching
2: is, the end of 3 in the movie theaters. Oh I, yeah. I can vividly remember I was like, kicking the literally invisible. yes, kicking uh-huh, I yes. I remember that. My Colt feet ladies. my feet were up in the air trying to protect my body from what was happening on the screen. It was it, so was, I it was
1: pretty intense. I, I I enjoyed those a lot. Ethan, what's your favorite movie? See, my so I struggle With the with the split, like I love Psycho. Psycho is spectacular. I mean, it's all time great horror movie, just all time great movie. Alfred Hitchcock with Vince (laughs) Vaughn, not with not with Vince (laughs) Vaughn, but like something like that. Or Alfred Hitchcock movies are all high on my super high on my list. Um, You also got like American Psycho, which is like a comedy slasher movie, uh, which is great movie, great movie. Not really my favorite horror movie but uh Christian Bale, Craig, Christian Bale that dude. Craig
2: loves Christian Bale. Christian Bale's that dude. Is that Ca- a raincoat?
4: <laughs> yes.
1: yes. Um so my I my favorite of all time, my favorite horror movie of all time. It, it, again, I think it's hard. It's hard to say. Uh I won't go for two. Uh like Craig, you know, I don't like to break the rules. Uh, what a
4: law-abiding citizen.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you can't have like two favorites. Like like you like I talked about Psycho. I talked about I other movies you, you, I mean, you, you did. I didn't actually. But can we all agree? Craig said you, he he said two. Oh, I said
3: well, te- two te- 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 Technically, it wasn't even two. It was one in a series. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. so you're, you're, I stand corrected, Tim. He had seven favorite <laughs> yeah. movies. He had all six of the Halloweens. Well, it's and, no, and, Halloween and three. there's another Halloween yeah. coming. is Halloween. <laughs> all right, so we subtract Halloween. The three. new
2: ones are. Eh. He's still not dead. You gotta go to the old school ones.
1: I certainly have to go to the old school ones. I don't even know if I've seen the new ones. The, no, the new yeah, remakes are. Seen seen new ones. Are they?
2: Pretty good. Yeah. Are they good? Yeah. So yeah. are you going to get on with your pick or are you just going to leave us in suspense? I was the first pick. Oh, okay. No, not you, Tim. Oh, I'm talking about Vincent. Oh. I didn't Sorry to have
1: I'm just going to bomb into the flow of conversation here. I, I'm, Every I'm, once in a while, it's nice to have a good conversation. I'm man. waiting.
2: I'm I'm in with bated breath right here.
1: Got, I, I, maybe I'm going to keep you in suspense a little. I don't know. I don't know if I can
2: it. Frankly, I don't know. I didn't I realize
1: am. I held such you know such power here to to make you sweat out here. Yeah. My, I didn't either. My decision of uh, scary movies. Uh, overall, I think my favorite scary movie would probably be Sinister. Sinister. Mm. Uh, it. It's a high level of creepiness. Ethan Hawke uh, is in it. Um, it. It involved kids, which are always a little creepy. Um, and and I, I think they did a very good job of being terrifying uh, and, and, you know, keeping things kind of under wraps. Another good series that doesn't get a lot of – maybe I shouldn't say it doesn't get a lot of talk. Uh, the Insidious series is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Those yeah. three. Insidious is very no, good. I no one that coming out too. Is there? Oh, yeah. that's good to know. All right, let's move on. Let's get to our interview. Now we've got former St. John's guard and 1,000 point scorer,
0: Phil Green.
2: Phil, thanks for coming on with us today. We really appreciate having you here.
0: I appreciate the invite. You know, miss my school.
2: All right, so let's get right into it. So, uh, what
0: made you choose St. John's, Phil? Uh, To be honest, I'm a city kid. You know, I, I took other visits. Uh, I was in West Virginia, Purdue. But when I when I got to certain visits, I knew for a fact like right away that I it wasn't going to be a good fit for me because I'm I'm really a city kid. I'm from the city. I'm from Chicago. So when I got to New York, I knew right away I was like, this feel like home. It's like a home away from home. So it was like I get the best of both worlds. I get to be in New York and it gives me like a sort of Chicago feel, city feel. MSG. MSG was... Was really the selling point for real, for real. In that Z.
2: That's great. Yeah, I think MSG is a big selling point all the time. And so let's talk about you being a, a big city kid. You're from Southside Chicago, so I got to yep. ask you: since you're in New York, uh, Chicago style pizza or New York style pizza? It's the number one question. I'm sure everyone's on
0: everyone's mind. Chicago, it, it, Chicago is not even close. It's not close. Man. <laughs> I'm you. our pizza, our pizza is different. The sauce, the, the thickness, you know. New York pizza is good, but it's just too thin for me, you know? It, it don't it don't get you full. Chicago <laughs> yeah. pizza gets you full, man. Yeah, you're <laughs>
3: looking for a, a meal, not a snack.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, we'll I want to two pies to get
2: full
0: um, <laughs> in New York.
2: <laughs> All right, I guess we'll let that one slide for now. But um, <laughs> So, talking about Chicago, so you, you grew up on the South Side. So, how do you think growing up in Chicago really shaped you as a person, as a player,
0: it shaped everything about me, you know, uh, growing up in Chicago, you, you grow up fast, you know, you learn certain things, you know, you learn the ins and outs of basically life. And in Chicago, it's a tough knit, gritty city, you know, um, can't be soft playing basketball in Chicago. Like it's real defense, no fouls. So, you know, toughness is, you know, you get, out of really everyone from Chicago that plays basketball, they has a certain grit and toughness to them. So that's what really molded me to the player that I am. Would you say
3: going from Chicago to a New York-esque style team, is that kind of same greenness just kind of flows one to the next?
0: Yeah. Uh, actually, that's that was like another selling point, you know, of going to St. John's in New York. And life gave it a different – you know, cause he West coast. So it was like all three and one. So it was, it gives it a nice mixture.
2: Yeah. I I imagine, yeah, it's definitely, you know, there's very similarities in terms of guards uh, and and bet and play from New York and Chicago, like that tough style. You got to play that. I think that comes up with being in a city, right? Like when you play in a city, everyone's close together. Uh, Everyone's on top Mm -hmm. of each other. So you kind of got to fight for your, fight for your space, fight for who, you know,
0: who you are and, and fight for playing time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what makes me – I respect, like, players from, from um, I mean, New York a lot because, you know, like you said, it's just so similar. So, I, I already know, like, what they had to go through with basketball. Like, basketball is everything in New York. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's Chicago is a, a basketball city. So, it's – like I said, it's very similar. So, if you talk about Coach Lavin,
2: and obviously he was a big part of your recruiting and your time here – um. You still talk to Coach Lab? and I reached out to him since he got the uh since he got the new gig.
0: Yeah, man, I, I talk to Coach Lab all the time. That's that's my guy. Like he he's someone that's always in my life. Anytime I hit him, he's there. I had I had dinner with him right before I left to come here. You know, he's bringing back the old old memories. I was talking about how he used to be crazy at practice and. <laughs> <laughs> and how the, how our team was, you know, the characters we had, and it's always a good good feel and good energy anytime Coach Lab is around. How is he crazy at practice? You got to hear that, man. Hey, coach, Coach, you know, because he has a certain demeanor where you don't think he will, but if he says something one time, he said twice, and it don't happen, he he gets the. Ah! <laughs> 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 We're getting on the line. We we are running 17. <laughs> yo, man, and you have to make it. You have to make it. Like, Coach, the type of guy, he'll be like, okay, 17. And then, like, if you miss it by a second, he'll be like, ah, you was this close. One more time, one more time. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> like, oh, yo. It's, so, he has, he has his times where Coach will definitely snap on you, for sure. But he's a good guy overall.
3: That's gotta be an interesting combination of having Lav and then having Rico right there side by side.
0: That's very true. Cause we, Rico is another one. He's he's always on 10, right? Always. But both of them, you know, that it is never coming from a bad place. It's always real. It's nothing fake, especially about Rico. Nothing is fake about Rico. He what what you see is what you get. He's like that all the time. And that's what I love about Coach Rico. He was so relatable. All the coach, coaching staff, um, Coach Childs too. You know those. I was very close to Coach Childs and Coach Rico. Those two are my guys. Like I still keep in touch with them to this day. It was really like a family.
3: Well, with with that team, you guys had everyone just seemed to have just the losing friends, losing family members. It from sophomore to junior year, it was just unfortunate circumstances for a lot of you guys. And you lost your friend uh, Michael. It's. Mm-hmm how did you guys as like teammates for one another and coaching staff jump in to like kind of give you guys support for all these situations that kept coming up
0: um that was a that was a tough one he, like i lost my friend you know little brother was in prison this whole the whole time rashid losing everybody was losing and one of the things you know cuz coach childs he lost his mother and his father you know, he, he was one, a person I leaned on a lot, you know. And I could tell they was always, they was there. Coach Lavin was there. He came to the to the funeral. Flew to Chicago, coming to the funeral, that meant a lot to me, you know. Um, just to know that the people that I'm playing basketball for is not just basketball. It's, it's really like they really care about me. And even with the whole team, the whole team knew, like, they were my brothers. So I knew they had my back. We had each other back. And that's what made us so close and still close to this day. You
2: are, so you're still close. I was, that was the next question to ask. You, you guys
0: still, you're still tight to this day? Yeah, well, everyone, everyone still, like, anytime we talk to each other, or see each other, it's like, we pick up right where we left. It's like, we just seen each other yesterday.
2: Yeah. That's how you know you're good friends, right? Even if you go, yeah. and time passes, but if you see each other,
0: it's like, it's like you saw him yesterday. It doesn't even matter. Exactly. Say. Like, like Dom, so Dom called me the other day and we was talking like, like we was just on campus so <laughs> so we all like i said it's like a real legit family
2: that's great
3: yeah so with you guys were just a melting pot of locations you got amir out on the west coast you in chicago dom up in detroit houston for uh d and then mo was over yeah. in queens and you got uh Jakar out in cleveland who controlled the music oh that's a great question. Cause I I read about you got Amir into drill.
0: I got I really had the whole team into, you know, every, to Chicago. Because like, Chief Keefe was popping off right at that point when you guys yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chief Keefe was he had it and then a couple of other rappers from Chicago, like King Louie. I had the whole team listening to Chicago yeah. music. I, I really did. And then, you know, D'Angelo sometimes he'd take over because he, he likes being a DJ. Sometimes he'd put on, you know, his Houston music, like the yeah. Chopped and Screw music, but I used to be yeah. like, yo, what is this, bro? Like, hey, <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Turn he, this
0: off.
3: <laughs> he <laughs> probably try to put UGK on because UGK just came back at that point. Pimp C just got for out. Sure,
0: so. UGK and Zero Out, never forget, he always yeah. put it on. He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had the whole team listen to Chicago music for sure, like it's crazy that you said that cuz they they still message me to this day. They send me like videos, like the managers and stuff will send me videos of like old Chicago artists that we used to listen to and turn up to. <laughs> so yeah, I be- basically it was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's your uh what's your favorite memory at St. John's? My favorite memory is easily when we made the tournament. You know, that was it was so much excitement around that cuz we we worked hard for that. And that day it was it was special cause because it felt like about time. You know what I mean? Like so that was, that was one of the one of the days for sure. Did you like playing at the garden or playing at Carter second better? Uh, it'sn't it's nothing like the garden. Yeah. The lights the lights is different. The lights are brighter. I remember my first game at the garden. Well the first like big game at the garden was against Arizona. It was like it was on ESPN, primetime, Diggy V who came to the, I think Kareem came to the back, back in the locker room. It was, it was, uh, I was like, yo, yeah, yeah, this is, this is it right here. It's came out, everybody, ah. I was like, wow. Heart was beating fast, that, that game. Like, I said, but yeah. yeah. Man, I was like, the lights are bright, but the gym, everybody, when that, when that gym is like, is rocking how it's supposed to rock. It. It's nothing like it. Like, it's nothing even compares to it. Oh, so what did it feel, going back to the NCAA tournament, what did it feel like playing the NCAA tournament? It was actually, it was, it was kind of weird because, you know, the tournament, you don't get too much time to warm up. Everything moves real fast. You know, the team, you playing a team, like you scout team and everything, but you playing a team that you really it's hard to scout for. It was, it was, it was an experience, though you know, family was down there. We had a lot of uh, alumni come down and watch. The tournament is really like a big—I gotta say, like it's a big deal, and you can tell it's a big deal. There's a lot of money into it, so it was like it was kind of kind of weird for me in a in a sense, if it made sense a little bit. Yeah, different
2: different vibe from being at yeah, like home yeah and yeah. playing and every you know. Even yeah. biggest tournaments like that, but it's it's different. It is. It is yeah, different. exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, Biggie tournament is similar like that, but like a, yeah, it's it's kind of different. So what's a, What's a game that you'll uh, never forget from your Saint John's career? My favorite game was probably you know Syracuse at the dome. Gotta be Syracuse at the dome. That was that was a crazy, that was a crazy experience too. You took that over was, at the end there. Yeah, man, that was. Cause we wanted to beat Syracuse so bad, we always we talked about it the whole time. Well, cause you know Syracuse, New York, they like they say they New York team, so we really wanted to win that game. Yeah, that's why everyone was so excited when we won. And in the uh, locker room, every, everybody was like, "Damn, about time we beat!" <laughs> <laughs> and at their place, it made it even better. Because yeah. they beat us in the Garden the year before, so that even made that put the cherry on top. Yeah.
2: So speaking of that, who was the team? Was that the team you hated the most, Syracuse, or was there another team,
0: or is there another? Nah. No, I hated Nova the most. Nova. <laughs> that was the only team we didn't beat, man. Could, it was Nova have a great system. You know, they play they played great basketball. Everyone could shoot, pass, and dribble. Everyone. Yeah. So it's tough. It's tough on defense. Is no relaxing at all. And when they get hot, it's hard to beat them. Yeah, they they play real like precise you could tell they practice a thousand hours a week
3: with with your playing style you one of the spots you're most well known for for st john's fans is that quick mid-range shot that you got Mm -hmm. did you like actually like was there a player growing up that like you kind of picked up that mid-range idea off of or because it's so smooth and it's almost impossible to block
0: yeah Um growing up i watched a lot of like i used to watch a lot of I like Ben Gordon a lot, you know, he playing with the bulls. He had a nice little floater and everything. That's why I floater, the floater shot I got from Ben Gordon. I used to watch him. He used to he used to get a lot of buckets. Him and you know, Iverson was my favorite player growing up. He was like everybody's favorite player for real. I had six to I had a six to cover, six to poster and my <laughs> I'm, I'm in Chicago, but everything in my in my bedroom is 76. So, uh, <laughs> a little piece of Philadelphia. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was my man. Man, He could do no wrong about that. Well,
3: I mean, you can see in your game, you stop on a dime, which Iverson, besides everyone talks about Iverson, Iverson's speed, but his ability to stop and just do anything. And yeah. you can see that in your game where you're more focused on your ability to just either stop and then go instantly right back.
0: And yeah, that's how you yep. get those
3: nasty layups out of nowhere or just that quick pull up.
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Your senior year though, your three point shot, your confidence just blew up. You're making almost two of the game. What happened between sophomore junior to senior season That like your junior year, you started to get that confidence in and it was smooth. And also in senior year, it it all clipped, it would just look like.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, no one, no one really knows this, but my freshman year, right, I played, I played the whole year. I had a, like a, a torn, a torn ligament in my wrist in my shooting wrist. So that's why you taped your arm, up, wrist yeah, up yeah. all the time. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had we did a charge drill in practice, and I took a charge on God's gift. oh, <laughs> and then I linebacker fell shot. <laughs> exactly, brace my wrist so my wrist. Like my first couple years, like people really thought I couldn't shoot, but it was really my wrist was <laughs> my wrist was hurting. It was, it's like I couldn't control like really how the ball came off, off my fingers and everything. So once that that held up and got a lot better. And, and then with my I had to have hip label surgery on my hip, and that got better. Once I was able to consistently be in the gym, then you know, with being in the gym, your confidence get better. So once I was relatively healthy, that's when my game, you know, took off. Because, you know, everyone in practice, they knew what I was capable of. The coaches, everyone, they knew it was just me being healthy, you know.
2: Yeah, that's a big part. It's hard to shoot when your wrist is messed up. I mean, it's Man. very understandable it's, that that was a problem. It's <laughs> very hard to shoot when your wrist Actually, wrist to be is honest, you shot up. knowing that, you shot really well that year, to be completely <laughs> honest. I mean, with your wrist, I
0: mean, you still shot well, you know. So. yeah it was tough, you know someday like like if I fall on it, if I would fall on it back in those days, it right back to to the same thing, so it was tough, you know, I had to figure out try to affect the ways in different way affect the game in different ways and, and me, I'm like the type of person like I, said, I'm from Chicago, and if you sit out, you know they like oh you soft right uh you, know, oh, you sitting out, nah, you feel me so i it was it was just always in my head that I, I, could, if I could play through it, I could play through it.
2: It is what it is. Right. Well, you did. You definitely did. And you, you were still effective. All, all of your years were effective. I mean, you scored over 1,200 points. You're, I think, top five in most three-pointers made in St. John's history. So those are those are great numbers that don't come easy. You know, those are, those, nah, those are sure. things. You worked hard <laughs> and, and you played well throughout your whole time there. So that's great. Um, uh, What was your favorite? jersey that we had that you wore over your over your years.
0: And we had a lot. You had and, a lot. Yeah. And we had we had like four jerseys that we didn't even wear that that no one even seen. I oh Scott, this, yeah, yeah, Skyline
3: jersey that's with uh yeah. in the faded back. Yeah.
0: That one we it's like three other like unarmed jerseys that we, we didn't wear. I, I still have those jerseys in, in my storage unit. I don't <laughs> put them in the frame. But there's a lot of jerseys. Uh, I like I like the gray jerseys. No one liked them, but I love the gray jerseys. <laughs> Just because they were different. You know, the gray jerseys were different. It was something, you know, and we had the gray Kobe's to go with them. So I, 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 I like the gray jerseys. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, I don't know, people, I like the gray jerseys. The problem was we didn't, we struggled yeah. in the gray jerseys. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that was, that's that was the key, true. I think. That's very <laughs> <laughs>
0: We would have liked the gray jerseys, but we didn't win that much in the
2: gray jerseys.
3: <laughs> it, it was bigger true. problem. We it won twice
0: those... and we lost both of it. It's like, oh no, no more <laughs> Yeah,
3: it, it's one of those things where it's like you look nice, you play nice. It was like it just it it didn't ink. fit
0: that time. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know they gave back to the gray. I'm, I'm gonna have to go. Uh, yeah, go up there and see what's too. You
3: just got hip, Craig. And I'm sure he'll uh, he'll love to have you over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, Craig, my F- guy. Fix up your uh, wardrobe a little bit. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> so do you have a? Have you? Talk to Mike Craig, obviously we just talked about, and
0: Mike Anderson. Have you been in contact with them with the with the new staff? I talked to the head. Um, who I talked to. I talked to Craig for sure, and um, I haven't talked to Mike. That's why I had to come back to the school. I was supposed to come before they went on uh on his last European trip, but the, but the dates didn't mix. So, uh, but this this coming year, if I get a break, I'm definitely I'm definitely coming out there for sure. I was supposed to come with D'Angelo too, but you oh, know yeah. he. He's all over the place. He'll <laughs> tell you, he'll tell you one day, Yeah, yeah, bro, we're going, we're going. And then he'd be like, Ah, right, bro. So, you know, I'm going to just have to go and, and make it happen. Me and probably me and Mo will go. Mo is more reliable than Yanja for sure.
2: Uh,
0: so, how do you think they're doing? How do you think the current staff is doing?
2: What do, you, do you like the direction of the way the program's going?
0: Yeah, I like I like this year's team a lot. Uh, the kid from Nepal, I like him. I was watching him, him a lot. He's very good, versatile. Uh, Cubello, point guard from Illinois. I like I I like him, man. Illinois, his first first year, he was he he's special, man. Um, Posh, a dog. Yeah, he's a dog. I like dogs. He he definitely <laughs> a dog. So I, I like the direction that that they're going in. I think this year they'll have a big year. I think they'll make a big leap this year for sure.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think you know. I definitely think this is going to be a good year for us. So,
0: fingers crossed. Hopefully, you're
2: right. We'll yeah, right. man. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm rooting for one for sure. Yeah, so, us too. Us too. We'll all be watching. Yeah, uh, we we'll are all be rooting <laughs> hard. <laughs> all right. So let's get into your post career, uh, post mm-hmm. St. John's. So now, so you're playing in Poland right now. So, and you've you've gone to a couple different leagues. You were in, you were in Turkey for a while. You played yeah. in Italy. You played in Greece. Is that right?
0: Yep, Greece last year. Yep.
2: So, where was your favorite place to play? What was your, what was your favorite country to play in?
0: Favorite country, maybe Italy. Yeah, maybe Italy. Um, because you know I I like Italy has some great food. Um, very true. Yeah, it's it's great great country, great scenery. Um, Rome, Milan, Sicily. They have they have great cities. Yeah. And the coaches there, and the players there—they they very like level headed. You know, you, you need level headed people when you when you oversee for sure. Uh, but my favorite city to play in maybe might be might have been Istanbul. Istanbul is it's like another version of New York. Really, traffic, okay. traffic, and everything. <laughs> so uh, that's a critical to- component. Yeah, <laughs> that's the number a, one thing we got. It's a lot. It's a lot to do. Uh, that's what, what probably why I say uh, Istanbul might be my favorite because it's a lot to do. You know, uh, on the off days you could really find anything you want to do. But Italy probably my favorite country playing for sure.
2: Uh, Istanbul pizza or New York pizza? I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself here on this one. <laughs> New York, that, he's that that oh, he's thinking. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, <laughs> uh, New York, y'all got them for sure. <laughs> Low bar, but we appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> so, what's your favorite memory? You know, not memory. So, you're so currently in it, but um, what your biggest moment while you're playing overseas? Biggest moment?
0: Probably uh, playing in Verona, um, yeah, hitting the game winner against an undefeated team in Verona. That was a that was probably one of my my greatest moments. That that was a, a big game. You know, I made the game win a shot against the top top team. So that was that was probably my biggest moment for sure.
2: That's always great. So oh, hit any game with a shot, no
0: matter what, is always uh, yeah, yeah, a yeah yeah. You know, deal. you that, can't beat that, right? Like yeah, it can't beat it. game winners. is just the best. You know, you take the. You take the breath out of the uh, out of the other team, and now your fans and, and your team is celebrating. Is nothing? Nothing <laughs> could beat that. Nothing sure. beats that feeling. Absolutely. What's the biggest difference between the overseas game
2: and playing in, in you know college here? Is there a big difference, or is they very similar?
0: Yeah, it's a difference. Um, more structure. You know, is is more coaches, coach oriented. You know, okay. plays. Everyone plays. It's more like team team ball. So that that's really the biggest difference is just more like structure, you know. Yeah. Run this play, do this this way, you know. So that's that's basically that's basically the biggest difference. You
3: also had a uh, an opportunity over I think it was the summer league when you were with the Mavs. Yeah. Yeah, you had it was like a 38 point game or something like that. That was that was
0: that was a great experience playing with uh with Dallas at the try out is like Maybe like 30, 30 players. We were trying out players from overseas, ex-players that was played in the NBA, trying to make roster, people coming in for college. So I had to go through that, made that part, made the team to make the summer league team and, and play with them. They that's a great organization. They had uh great guys. Actually, um, dang, what's his name? Big guy, left hand, he played for St. John's. He's he's a legend. He got drafted. Hamilton is like Zenden, Zenden, Zenden. Zenden, I guess he was working with the team. So when I, when I made the team, the summer league team, when we came from first day of practice, he was, he was riding a bike. I was like, oh, what's up big bro. (laughs) 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 He didn't know I was going to be there. And that was, that was a good, that was a good moment right there. Yeah. Yeah. making that was a great experience playing, playing summer league for Dallas. They, that's a great organization. So, in summer league or in college or overseas, who is the toughest guy you ever played against? In college, in college, the toughest is between, well, it's three it's three guys. There's, there's Johnson Odom, Deion Waiters, and Malik In My freshman year, those three, it was tough. <laughs> those three was tough because yeah. uh, DJO was strong, fast. He could shoot. Drive and then Dion, he was just crafty. And um Malik, same as uh there's Johnson Odom. He was fast, strong, could finish. So that that was a shock like my freshman year. But just after like, that. Welcome to fight. the big east, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those those three. Uh summer league probably. Uh I really can't. Not really, yeah. Some of the overseas, same, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that first year, that first year in the Big East, that was that was a tough one. Yeah. So
2: after your playing career is over, not in the long, long future, not anytime soon, long, 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 long future. Um, <laughs> uh, but would you think about going into the coaching? Is that something you're interested in, or or what? What's what's the future, Phil? Phil Green getting to?
0: Okay. When I told you I had just went to um, the dinner with coach laugh he he asked me the same question and i I was breaking down a couple options but then he he convinced me to go into coaching <laughs> he said <laughs> <laughs> he said he he like yeah you have too much uh knowledge to get to the game you know uh he he would want me he I will basically he'd want me to come down there, you know, to, to learn, you know, pick up a couple of things, teach the guys certain things. So at first I was like, ah, I think when I'm finished, I wanna don't even want to think about basketball. Right. But he he convinced me maybe I should, maybe I should get into like coaching or like scouting or something. I told him I de- I definitely don't want to be a, a head coach. Cause I seen how much he had to go through, with what everything he he had to do. But Coach Hines and and um Coach Childs, I was like, those two right there, I wanna do what they do. They, <laughs> they come in, they get the job done, they do their job, they get to go home, you know what I'm saying? Live their life. Yeah. So so probably like assistant coach. I could see me, I can see me being assistant coach for sure.
3: So another time coach live being the ultimate salesman.
0: Yeah, yo, he's undefeated. If you get in front of Coach Live and he's trying to sell something, you're going to buy it, 100%. Yeah, he, <laughs> you almost had it, you a,
3: he almost got you a new house in San Diego. You didn't even know it yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, really. <laughs> he said, he say, hey, are you still hurt? Are you hurt right now? You know, you come down to the school. You know, <laughs> whenever you're ready to you leave, you can leave. I'm like, nah, oh, coach, I gotta go back. Uh all right. <laughs> so yeah, coach Coach Live. Coach Live was a great salesman, man. He he almost had me retire a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's working on you. He's working on you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so how's the outlook for this year in uh, on your team this year in Poland?
0: Um it looks very good. Uh we have a great great group of guys that that that's very tough competitive. Competitive, you know, we play together, and, and everyone likes each other. That's big. When you get on the team, when everyone likes each other and receptive of criticism or listen to anything that's going on, it's like a family. So fast, you know. I look at these guys like my brother. So I think this year will be a great year for us. We could we could make a lot of noise in, in this league this year. That's great.
2: That's great. Uh, yeah, one more question for you. So now that you're out of school. Um, mm-hmm. what's a story that you couldn't tell the coaches back in the day, but now you're out of there, they can't do anything to you. So what, what what's a story that a story of something you did that maybe flirted with the line but now it's good? Uh, <laughs> I know there's crazy stories. I you know there's crazy stories. Uh, crazy
0: <laughs> <laughs> D'Angelo gave some good ones. What on. what what story D'Yazel say? let me hear wait what Diazelo say.
3: No, D'Angelo's he didn't have a story. Was, you were thinking of Cuff gave us a great story oh, of going right. with Rockefeller Oh, uh, D'Angelo
2: didn't have a story. No, no D'Angelo it, hit it. So now he, you can, you can, t- you yeah. Never mind. I take that back.
3: No, D'Angelo's like, ah, I just told coach everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's no probably, secrets. He, really, he probably did. <laughs> <laughs> he probably, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a crazy, we had, I, I can say we just had a crazy group, man. We had a crazy group of guys. It was a lot of personalities. A lot, sometimes a lot of clashes, you know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes things got a little heated, you know, but at the end of the day, everyone still loved each other at the end of the day, but it was a couple feisty, it was a couple feisty moments, man.
3: <laughs> what about any good practice stories? Because, I mean, everyone gets chippy
0: in practice. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can tell you about a time, <laughs> I can tell you about a time that, D'Angelo and Jakar, Jakar got into it at practice. (laughs) Because we was running, look, 17's again. Mm -hmm. We were running 17 and we we missed, we missed the time. I don't know, who said something first? I think it was probably, it had to be, it had to be Jakar. Or it might've been D'Angelo. One of them said, one of them said like, come on man, I'm not about to be running these all day. If you don't make it, you run right. them again. It, it's no, there's no debate. And then, and then I think, yeah, I think Jakar has said that. And then the other was like, what you mean, man? I made it, I made the time. And then those two, they got, they got each other's face. We had to break it up. They started, they started running around the gym. Everybody's like, you know what? They chasing one another in the gym. And then at the end of the day, we still had to run the seven. Stars. Oh, <laughs> so that was that was yo, that was that was a day.
3: Because <laughs> people
0: when you don't made that 17, boy, people was, yo, He was mad. <laughs> yo, we'll run a 17 the whole practice. That's crazy.
2: So we want to thank you for coming on, uh Phil. It's been a great talking to you. Um, yeah. and we look forward to uh hopefully seeing you back at St. John soon.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for thank both of y'all for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. You know, uh, I love my school. I love I miss it a lot, you know. So those memories, and everything, I I really appreciate them, man. I cherish them. So, thank y'all for having me on the show. Yeah.
3: I'm ho- I'm hoping to see you uh do a, a ticker parade. We've already seen uh, Amar, Jakar, uh, Christian Jones. They yeah. have we've had a hot season for uh alum champs right now. So, Hoping yeah, uh yeah. you guys take it in Poland.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I I definitely need to. So y'all y'all should see it. Y'all should see it real soon. But I'm yeah. gonna speak it to existence. There you go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for coming on. All right, thank, thank
1: y'all. All right, we want to thank Phil for coming on the podcast. Uh it was you know, I I missed the interview, but it was good to have him on and uh really some insightful stuff there.
4: I too missed the interview and but uh it was nice to hear from him. I have I, I was, I was uh, a manager when he was there. My freshman year, I was a manager. He was his senior year. So uh, he probably doesn't remember me, but it was nice to uh, nice to hear from him. I think it was It was interesting also when he talked about his wrist injury, since
2: I was actually on the thing. Um, uh, it was interesting to hear about his wrist injury and how in the first two years he was basically playing with an injured wrist, which is kind of amazing with how well he shot. I know he wasn't up to the standard he wanted, but I think he, he did a great job and clearly he was a thousand-point scorer um yeah, that was crazy to hear i mean you know
1: you would think i mean he obviously he didn't tell anybody no right right but right. It, you know you would think that he you know if you had an injury
2: like that particularly you'd come in and be like ah you know whatever just so
1: people knew and, yeah and, but I think, he just wanted to keep it under wraps he wanted look,
2: to... I, I think what he talked, you know i think he didn't want to make excuses and, and exactly he, talk, he talks about being from chicago and, and, and being tough and look if you if you complain about an injury you don't play and if you don't play, you know you lose you, your spot. You could lose your spot, and people think you are soft. And he didn't want to be thinking soft. Yeah, so I get it. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, and look, he, he performed. He
3: performed he all years, performed, frankly.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, So it was it was interesting to hear that. And the behind the scenes stories of uh, Jakar chasing D'Angelo around yeah, during a practice. Absolutely. Him getting everyone onto Chicago drill music, and to this day, everyone still reaches out to him from that team or. Uh, people that were grad assistants or student managers still reaching out to them and saying, "Like, hey, remember this song? Remember this?" And that's cool. It's, it's still cool to hear about the camaraderie that still flows through the, uh, all those people that were at Saint John's at that time. Yeah, I love do, that. Yeah. I love that they're all together. As a so fan, so it I is really cool
1: that. to know that like they're still together because we always think of them as a unit, right? Because they, you know, right. they're the team we associate right, right, them right. with, and it's cool to see that they actually are still like that,
3: uh, you know, even after all these years.
1: All right, so Tim, want to give us a quick. Recruiting update so far from
3: the summer? So, so far we got Brand Gardner, our four-star power forward. Brandon Williams, unfortunately, goes over to UCLA, flies over to the West Coast, and currently we just had Carl Sharon Fant come to St. John's. He's going to visit Memphis as well. We are on a short list at the moment. He nice. is another four-star recruit, and most likely our top prospect we're going after.
1: Obviously, for the class of twenty three, he would be yes. right. He would be our top
3: prospect for right, right. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, I think I think uh, I was about to call him Madison Square Gardener, but uh, Brandy Gardner, who obviously been calling Twitter Madison Square Gardener, which I know he loves, uh, and we love to have him here. So he's going to be a big part, and I think he's a uh, he has that mindset to be. He wants to be a star here in New York, and we love that for him. So uh, we hope he, he hope he does it.
1: New York loves guys who perform. Right, I mean, on a big stage, if you're a guy who can step up, you can easily be the face of a program. Right. If you want to be on a big stage,
4: we're here for you. Your face will be all over uh, Times Square, on buses yeah. in New York yeah. City. You get the most exposure in the in the country. Look, with
2: NIL, that changes
3: the scenario. Right? Changes the whole for sure. game for sure. For sure, it yeah. certainly brings opportunities. in opportunities. Hey, Corbello just got an Amtrak deal. It looks like. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: That'll be good. That's
3: awesome. I think a
1: lot it's... of Amtrak trains
2: in New York. Yeah. I think also going into other recruiting, so the Brandon Williams thing, I know it, it sucks we missed out on him and, and he's not coming. He's going to UCLA. Um, and I mean, that's tough. You know what I mean? It, it, look, it is what it is. It's a guy we wanted a lot. He ends up going to a different school. That sucks. That never is, feels good. Um, at the end of the day, you know, what are you going to do? He, he's a college kid. He, he's from New York. He wants to go elsewhere. It's hard. You know, at a certain point, look, you can do everything you want. If he wants to go somewhere else, he wants to leave home for college. There's not much you can do if you're the home school. Um, that is tough yeah, look, mean, you look sometimes sometimes
1: it's a plus plus you know sometimes a I want to stay home I want to go here yeah. but other times it's a you know it's a negative right I don't want to stay home look so.
2: I, look and look I wasn't yeah, obviously we're, in, we're involved in the green process so I don't know how it all went but it, you know sometimes kids don't want to go out that's why I think we need to go uh, and get recruit kids from other parts of the country that come to New York is a big deal for them I think that should be our target going forward look the kids that are from New York that want to stay in New York we
4: should make sure we keep those kids home but we also have to look outward i I, d- I don't disagree that we have to look outward and we we shouldn't only look in new york but we absolutely have to recruit new york we we haven't re- we didn't recruit in new york for years that was our biggest gripe uh we started to get it back a little bit in the Mullen era uh now we finally got it back we, we can't jump ship and go no so, uh, I, I don't disagree i don't yeah. disagree I think we can find a happy balance though. you can yeah. yeah yeah i mean look i, I don't think i think look, we have a good team I don't, I don't i don't think we should try to change this up like trying to Change the... Oh, rec- no, no, recruiting no, no. changes night. every year, though. I yeah, I, w- I, wasn't, I wasn't... New York's uh, still the best basketball look, in the country.
2: I wasn't it saying... I wasn't saying we should change... You know, look, I wasn't saying that. My point being that, like, look, for for years, the top kids in, in the Tri-State area don't go to St. John's. it's just... It's a fact. No, yeah. they The best kids go to Kentucky and Duke, and, and, and good for them. And I'm not, I'm not... We know. It is what it is. I, I mean, look, I wish they all came to St. John's, but they don't.
4: So um, we got to change. We're trying to change the culture. Yeah, but just, we're building our way no, back but up. but
2: there are just but there are just look when I when I you know pe- when you pick when you go to college you're an 18 year old kid. You, some people just want to go away from college. There's nothing you can do oh, about yeah, the no. fact. No, I don't. don't so do like that. those kids are never gonna come to St. John's, no matter what we did for them. They're they're not gonna come. We, we're also I think Mike not gonna has, find out who that kid is unless you go
3: out. I think Mike no, Anderson 100%. has
1: done a good job of doing that. Though. Yeah, yeah, with they're shoes all, and Van
3: making going out there, they and Anderson reaching out to all the head coaches. Around New York and New Jersey, he has the connections now to find out what kids want to actually or are actually really interested in St. John's. But right now, we've also done a great job at going after kids that have left the state, went to another school, and we bring them back. That's very true. These are New York kids or kids that went to school in New York. They've had the opportunity, had the opportunity to go elsewhere. And now are a calling card for kids. Be like, hey, you could go out to UCLA, but look.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly true. You, you can pull guys back like that. Listen, I think whatever Mike Anderson is doing, he's doing a good job. He's put together a good team. This is not only the first time he's put together a good team. I think last year we underperformed, but we had a good team on the court. Uh, we just got to see what he can do with the players now. So hopefully going in forward, we'll get more guys. And, and you know, Mike Anderson will put together another another winning team and, you know, listen, I, I think we're going to be top five in the Big East this year, uh, which is obviously we were projected last year, but I think we'll certainly be in it this year. Uh, and if that's the case, uh, you know, from there you get a good shot at be playing late in the Big East tournament and being in the NCAA tournament. So I, I,
3: I mean, goals for this year have to be tourney and Friday on the Big East tournament. Yeah. Please just get yeah. Friday. Please
4: <laughs> I would love to see it One day. That would be incredible. We want when was the last Lights? time we were out of Friday? 2000? 2000, year we won. I was five years old. Yeah. Yeah. I was four years old.
1: Listen, if we get there, we won. I mean, at least that last time. So you got to hope that it, that repeats itself. Let's hope we get there this year. All righty. Well, that'll do it for this episode. For Craig, Tim, and Nick, I'm Vincent. Go Johnny's, Keep chasing.